0: A of you. Awake! You are all going to
1: die tonight. Shut it off. A... Shut it off. I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin.
0: Read it. Hello. Welcome to Don't Read the Latin. I'm Jennifer Lovely. And I'm Rias Hall. So are we gonna start off with what the theme is or should we just go into what have we seen lately? Let's start
1: with what have we seen lately and go into the theme in a bit.
0: I wanna I want I want you to go first because I always kind of jump in and then I talk for three million years. I okay. think officially. Uh, let's years. see
1: well i had a flu last week the flu of death <laughs> and when you have the flu of death you end up watching a lot of movies yeah um i watched hotel transylvania 3 summer vacation i watched ant-man and the wasp i watched uh, a bunch of stuff art films i watched a documentary called chicken people which is- are literally about people who have show chickens oh You'd think it would be better.
0: Oh, oh. Because show chickens are fancy.
1: They are fancy. But these people, you know, (laughs) it's one of those documentaries where they just choose three people that show chickens. And then they focus in on them. And the people they chose weren't all that interesting to me. Yeah. Although one of them is clearly insane and in a cult. (laughs) He's got the crazy cultist size. He performs in a show in Branson, Missouri as a singer. He's crazy.
0: Branson, Branson, Missouri is it's that
1: something yep it sure is <laughs> um so i watched a film called old dark house which i very much enjoy it's an old um it's a, old charles lawton film from the 30s i believe
0: 1932 yeah, didn't have uh, from frankenstein it yeah ernest
1: theisinger yeah who i love and who is just at his peak in this and uh, it's a well, kind, fun. Of a, kind of a gentle comedy too It is definitely it? a comedy But it is definitely a comedy that gave us The Rocky Horror Picture Show Yeah, Where a couple's car Breaks down in a storm in front of a house And the <laughs> house is full of eccentrics And it's very fun Highly recommended If you're into a 1934 horror film uh, The most interesting thing I've watched lately Was a documentary called Abducted in Plain Sight And it is messed up it is about this nice Mormon family back in the late 60s, early 70s. And they meet a guy in their church who has four kids of his own and a wife. They move in the same, they're in the live in the same neighborhood and they become best friends. And this guy is just in love with their daughter, who is Ooh. like who is like 10. And they are so i guess naive because of the time yeah that they don't know that pedophilia exists they can't imagine that someone would do that yeah
0: so how, they're how old constantly was their teenage daughter? um if you don't remember that's fine
1: um Youngish around teenage... 10 oh 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 god at when it starts okay and uh, he's like, oh, I want to take okay, her. Okay, cries the woman who has a, son I know. a 10-year-old daughter. <laughs> like, oh, I want to take her out horseback riding. Oh. And then he's gone, and they don't report it to the police for a week because this guy's their friend. He wouldn't do anything terrible to their daughter. Yeah. And they're like, where did he go? We don't know. And that, so they wait a week before they even report it, and then they finally find him, and he's like, oh, no, we were just camping, haha. ha, ha. And uh, they just continue to give this guy access to their dog. Yeah, because they just. At one he's... point, he goes to jail for kidnapping her, and he comes back and he says, "My therapist says it would be good for me to spend more time with her so I can get over it." And they let him sleep in her bed with her at night.
0: Okay, I don't care what
1: when this was. <laughs> it is. Have that bullshit absolutely, <laughs> and of course the they interview the girl, and she's like, "Well, I was just completely in love with him, yeah, because because he, she's been Great. brainwashed since since the age of tiny child to be in love with this guy, yeah, and yeah, it's really messed up. They go to Mexico and get married when she's fourteen, and." It's an amazing documentary because it is hard in this ta- day and age to imagine a people being that naive that they would just oh. let this guy keep having it. But again, they're they in sorry, the Mormon Church. They're in a very today. they're in a very insular community. Yeah. Um, the guy has a great reputation in the church. Everyone in the neighborhood likes him. <laughs> And he's just this horrible, horrible predator. And it is one of the most, one of the best true crime documentaries I've seen since The Staircase.
0: It's really good because you're like,
1: because they just keep going back and interviewing the family. And the the, the dad is like, oh, yeah, then this happened. And the guy is sexually blackmailing the father because he had convinced him to have gay sex with him. And it's the guy's just a complete sociopath. And it's an incredible look at the inner life of this small family in Salt Lake in 1970s. Yeah. Um. So highly recommended unless you are going to freak out over it. Yeah. And you should probably not watch it. Yeah.
0: No. But maybe you should. Yeah. I don't know. I do
1: like my true crime. So it's really good. I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm trying Um, to remember the the name of the. the multi-part series that Netflix did about the um the nun.
1: Oh, that one was really good. Too. That was amazing. It, yes. I don't remember what it was called. The protectors, the keepers, the keepers, the keepers. That was really that one, good. And, and the that the, one like, I liked because it had like a plot twist at the end of every episode. Yeah. You find out some like, other oh, weird this is thing. all
0: Horrible! How could all of this happen? And you're and like, oh, like, wait, oh. it's worse.
1: Yeah. It's I stopped watching I only watched like the first three episodes because I was like, it's just gonna keep getting worse, it isn't just, it? Yeah, yeah I'm not up for this right now. <laughs> I, I can't handle this. I, so that is Rise's Documentary Corner, as well as pretty much what I've been watching this week.
0: <laughs> I um so uh we had the snow apocalypse here in Seattle and um we've all been trapped in our homes.
1: Uh, for a about
0: a week and a half. A
1: because- week and a half. It's the snow hasn't been there for a week and a half. But before that, I had the flu. Yeah. So there was a week I couldn't get out, and then it snowed, and yeah. then I was homesick in the snow for a week.
0: Yeah. So um, while you know while I'm working from home and plugging away on on all of these tickets and things, um, I've been turning on uh, Turner Classic Movies a lot. Um, and then I also, um, <laughs> I've started watching Botched. Um, oh, trust me,
1: I've seen every episode.
0: I haven't. And, and the thing is, it's, you know, it's... Uh, it's garbage, it but is, it's entertaining garbage. It is entertaining garbage. And you'll go back and forth between people who had just horrible accidental things happen to yeah. them. Yeah. That the surgery's fixing it, or just nobody did anything about the accident, so they're left with just these... Horrible effects on their faces or their bodies, and
1: the and the doctors will fix those, and then you get somebody These people in who are like, just
0: fucking Natter butters.
1: I've only got two thousand cc's of yeah stuff in my breasts, and I need to go up as eight thousand. And I'm ninety pounds, and my breasts are larger than the
0: entire rest of
1: my body. And why and I'd like them and, to be bar- larger, or I want I, I want f- heels implanted in my feet so I'll be taller. Someone came in like on a recent That's episode. That's amazing. <laughs> that. They cannot do that. That's not a real thing.
0: Um. The thing I love most about the show is they will tell people no. They do. If it is unhealthy or it will, if there is a high risk, yeah. um, that they're really, really honest with people. That they are they'll pretty show honest. Things, yeah, yeah. And they'll show things where he's like, okay, I was only able to improve this like 55%. Yeah. Like this is not work that I'm proud of, but this is.
1: This is the best we can do for you. This is the you. best we can yeah. do for them.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and I also love where they'd be having conversations where they're like, you know what, I didn't set your expectations properly, and I'm really sorry. Um, but it's a wonderful show. There's ones where I just can't. Yeah. Where they're either just, you know, supremely entitled people that are just asking for things that just are like,
1: too, no, we're too not going sure to take your ribs out.
0: That's not yes. a thing.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So I've been doing that, but I've also been watching a lot of documentaries. I finally saw Marwin Call, um, which oh. I watched. So good. so good. Such a great documentary. So and, and the humanity of him. Yeah. Of of the entirety of him. Or that uh-huh. he, he managed after everything he's been through.
1: Yeah. And And I like the way they introduce it slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you just notice he's wearing women's shoes and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And they don't mention anything and then later on you find out that he's yeah. that he's a cross dresser and then later on you find out this. Yeah. And it's not that and it's important to who he is, but it's not yeah. the focus no. of the thing. Yeah,
0: and um, just absolutely, it was so funny because I took the day of my birthday off, and I woke up at like I woke up at like five thirty or something, and I was like, ah, fuck it, you know, I'm up. I'll get up and I'll feed the cats, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sit here and watch some movie that I'm the only one that wants yeah. to watch it happy birthday to me and then I fell back asleep on the sofa and they let me sleep for like another two hours after that sounds like a
1: pretty good birthday
0: um the other thing that I love that I've seen that's in the documentary but also in the horror genre is um noir a shutter oh, documentary yeah
1: we both just watched that this week my goodness it's so good wonderful it really was it gave me some films that I have not seen that I wanted to see it's Still has not sold me on ganja and hiss.
0: (laughs) But on
1: the other hand,
0: it's one of those things where I like knowing that that exists. Um, Yeah. One of my other favorite documentaries is My Journey to Italy. It's uh, Martin Scorsese's Mm -hmm. um, that he, there used to be a public access uh, television station that would show kind of art house um, Mm -hmm. Italian films when he was a kid in New York. And They're basically all the movies that were basically, this, and I haven't watched (laughs) this recently, but it's a favorite of mine, and I just feel like sharing it. Um, uh, He talks through all these movies that basically were his film school. And Mm -hmm. the thing is, and the reason why I bring this up is there are a whole lot of those movies that are really dreary. And I'm never They're going not gonna to be watch films them.
1: I like, yes, but I understand I'm, their importance. I
0: love seeing their importance explained by somebody who found them important, and getting the gist of why of why they were exactly. And that's, and that's exactly why I'm, I love the same way. I... Yeah, and that's the same reason why I liked horror, horror noir so much, because it yes, it absolutely did inspire me to either revisit movies that I've seen, mm-hmm. like probably when I was a lot younger. Right. Um. I mean. I and, know that I watched um, Blackula, like, I remember oh, yeah, watching it when Blackula. I was, like, 19 or so, and going, wow, that was surprisingly better than I, like, I think I yeah. watched it on, like, what yeah, I thought yeah. was going to be a bad movie night, and I was like, that was surprisingly good. Um, but things like Ganja and Hess, where you're like, I don't know that I'm ever going to watch it, but it's really, really interesting having seen <laughs> something that's almost art house. And it's
1: very art housey and weird, and... Is it a vampire movie? Is it a voodoo movie? It's very. It wasn't for me, but I'm glad it exists out there because yeah. there are people that that's for, and yeah, I and hope I just, they dig it. Yeah. Um. I, I like that they talked about Bones, which
0: I actually because re-watched. I love
1: Bones so I loved much it
0: too. I, yeah, it's and really I, good. I just rewatched it. I love Bones. Up until like literally the last ten seconds of the film.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and
0: and it's not so many horror
1: films let you down in the last ten seconds. Exactly. So annoying. It wasn't
0: enough to ruin the movie for me. No. But I remember watching it right after it first came out because I mean I am that little girl who stayed up too late watching Cleopatra Jones Mm -hmm. and a lot of the black exploitation movies on like late night television when I was really little, and so. It, it just sparked a little something in me. Yeah. And, and I remembered really liking it. And it's really funny because it's like, I remember putting it in on Letterboxd and there's a whole bunch of like one and two stars. And I'm like, why, why do people hate this this much? But, but I don't know. And I don't really care because I thought it was, it's a really fun horror movie. Um, It came oh, out in 2000. Are you yeah. talking about,
1: you're back on bones. i okay. back on bones. Yeah, it's a really fun horror movie. And it was like one of the first movies I remember seeing where there were biracial cast members who talked about it, they're like, yeah. "Yeah, we're biracial," and then they go on and have their adventure. Yeah, and that was not something that I remember seeing, not just in horror movies but in movies in general before that. Yep, which I thought was
0: I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, one of the, the my favorite things that I, I have watched is I I watched uh, Always Shine. Um, it came out two thousand sixteen by Sophia uh, Sophia Takal I think her name is. And uh, it is kind of along the lines of Starry Eyes, kind of along the lines of all of those movies that are very, very Hollywood. Yeah, um, Hollywood, and also um, uh, bad female friendships and mm. how they and how they can become so yeah. toxic. It's basically two, you know, twenty-something friends that are both trying to make a go in Hollywood. And one's just getting a better break than the mm-hmm. other, and the one that isn't getting the better break, um, you kind of see where she is her own worst enemy. Like you see this thing, and you're like, "Is this an acting spot?" And you're like, "No, it is just her freaking out on some person." Ugh. But the way it's shot, it is just her right. and just her talking. And you're like, "Are you auditioning for something?" No, we don't just know. A... Oh no, you're just a bitch. Mm. <laughs> and. basically to rekindle their friendship uh, they go on a camping trip together and it just goes wrong from there Um, and I really enjoyed it I found it really amazingly tense Um, and I also really love Starry Eyes so that is kind of a thing I like
1: I don't know if I've watched Starry Eyes I think I have I don't think you liked it as much as. but I don't think I liked it is that where, she, eh, I'll talk about it later.
0: <laughs> so I really, really enjoyed it. It is very, it's, it's kind of in that mumble course, that crowd of people. Yeah. Um, so if you don't like that sort of thing, um, it might not be for you. Um, I also watched The Golem, which is the, um, Golem, which is the 2018 Jewish horror that just came out. I didn't know out. that was a
1: thing. Yeah. I it, love the silent version. The silent Golem is one of my favorite silent films.
0: It I and I've always meant to see it. Um, It was put out by Dread Central Presents, uh, and it's set back in like the sixteen hundreds. And there's this small Jewish community, um, and there's a husband and wife who lost a son seven years back, and they've never had any more children. And his father is the rabbi for the village, and he is basically telling him she's never she isn't you know she's she's not being a dutiful wife and she's never giving uh-huh. like, he's like, you could leave her at this point. He's like, I'm not going to leave my wife. And, um, a village next to them is Christians who are having a reoccurrence of the black plague. Oh, yeah. They see some of the women going through by their village. And they basically run into the the Jewish village and are like, you've been cursing us. This has got to be all of your fault. You fucking filthy Jews. Um, if, you know, if you remove this curse from us, we're going to come here and we're going to kill you all. And they've got kind of a wise woman who's like, leave her with, leave your daughter with me who's dying of the plague. I will do my best to cure her. Mm -hmm. (coughs) And the woman who's been studying the Kavala, um, secretly, um, brings a golem to life. And it is... A little bit of um, what was that wood the wood movie where where they can bring back their child wakewood wakewood so it's a little bit of that okay um, because she brings it back as a child which i'm I not just saying watched anything
1: wakewood recently so
0: um so it's a little bit uh there's a little bit of grief there is a little bit of you know um it's i really enjoyed it um It leans more towards um, something that is dealing with grief. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of splatter at the very end of it um, rather than so much straight horror, but it was still a really interesting take and really enjoyable. Hmm. Um, Rewatched The Heat because it was fucking cold outside and we needed to laugh. (laughs) The Heat is a good time. It really is um oh this is uh from 2015 there was a two-part production that was done of the and then there were none um i think it was done by the bbc the negative Christie story. yeah it is the one where they all go to the they all get invited to go to this island and then they start dying yeah, one yeah. by one and it is a fantastic absolutely fantastic version of it um You'll recognize a lot of the actors as being a part of any time you've ever seen a British actor anywhere. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, it's a small island. It is, yeah. So when they do a big production, everybody has to be yeah,
0: you know, it's Yeah, and, but it was just, it was one of the best adaptations I've seen of that oh, story. And so I really, really enjoyed it. watched Three Identical Strangers finally, and wow, that was just something else. Have you have you watched Three? Right I characters? have no idea about, what it is. It is the documentary about the three the three triplets that uh, one went off to college, and somebody everybody keeps going, "Hey, what's your name?" And mm. calling them by a different name. And it name. turns
1: out that they have two Not identical yet, twins.
0: Except they don't. They have three. There was actually right. three triplets that. Um, That's what I meant.
1: So oh, one I heard. Person I heard identical, has two twins. identical, twins. identical twins. Yes.
0: People. Okay. <laughs> You got me. That's um, okay. Um, but there is a darker m- mystery other than the fact that these three babies were separated and then nobody was told. You find out there's more. And Ooh. it's darker than that. And it's, oh, okay. it's really, really, really fucked up. <laughs> and hi, kitty. Oh. Meow. Um, it's just oh. absolutely, absolutely wonderful. And um, the last that oh I saw The Stranger with Orson Welles uh, The Star um, with Betty Davis uh, which is a really good classic and uh, on the lightest note possible I watched all of the latest season of One Day at a
1: Time which is um, it's actually pretty good I just haven't Settled down into it. I've seen a couple. Episodes. I kind of
0: save it. It's got Rita Moreno. And... Rita Moreno
1: is a goddess, and yeah. I love her.
0: Yes, and it is just once you get over the fact that there's a laugh track, which is really kind of hard to deal with sometimes. Yeah, I, it, I kind of instantly. Yeah, that's why like I wasn't able like to
1: deal with it.
0: It's. <coughs> I don't know what's up with my throat? Um, probably I just haven't talked this much in seven days. It could be. <laughs> um, it is wonderful if you've seen the original series it's a uh, you know a divorced mom and uh it's set with a first generation uh cuban family mm-hmm. and yeah i've seen it it is just oh i'm just saying it mm-hmm. now. for those out there listening to us um if you need a hug in a fucking tv show it's on netflix it's got three seasons up and each season has got a wonderful arc. Um, it deals with depression it deals with anxiety it deals with coming out to a family that um, coming out is really hard for because they're very religious and Cuban um, Oh and and even though it's got this laugh track there are moments where it talks about the mom's like PTSD after serving and it doesn't treat. It doesn't treat anything with anything less than like the utmost respect, um, and it is just so much more than you would ever think the show would be. Hmm. So, we've been kind of sitting on the i the the theme for this episode for quite a while
1: because this is this is what yes, you suggested a Yes, because this a is a theme times. that I this is a genre that I love, but Jen does not like.
0: I and it's not, and
1: so I've. Suggested it several times and yeah. it's been shot down. And I finally broke down through her defenses.
0: <laughs> it was, you know, it's one of those um, themes where it's like I don't feel like I'm going to have enough to contribute because I haven't seen enough. So, you know, but I've
1: seen all of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so um, the the titling that you gave me for it the first time we talked about it was Hag exploitation.
1: Right. A pretty the, rough the genre, theme. basically. It's called exploitation. I've heard it called psycho biddy, and I've heard it called Grand Dame Guillaume, which is my favorite, because it's, cause it's by French my and fancy, and it doesn't insult the actresses. So, the way that the genre is defined, it started, I believe the first films in this genre both came out in 1958. Yeah. And one of them, well, I'm not going to say All About Eve. All About Eve does not count. So, the first film nice. I'm aware of in the genre is Sunset Boulevard. Yeah and it's very much a serious film but what defines the genre are older actresses who maybe their career is over or they're fading or people don't think they're sexy enough to be in films anymore and then a director who needs a big name who's maybe making a crap low-budget horror movie calls them and says look i need you to be in my film um, so probably the most well-known of these is whatever happened to Baby Jane. Yeah. Um, which do you I consider?
0: Love. Do you consider Sunset Boulevard?
1: I think Sunset okay. Boulevard. So is the progenitor of it? I'm not sure because I don't see, think so.
0: See, I there's a couple of ones that Sunset I, Boulevard
1: movies... is a gothic to me, and it yeah. will always be a gothic yeah. and a film noir.
0: I. I liked when you saw, <clears throat> you know, an older woman, basically either dealing with her mortality or her wanting to still be important and valued, and and seeing these older actresses carrying these roles, um, and when you when you give it the titling of that grand dame guignol, um, you can kind of see slipping in
1: um, things like. <laughs> What happened? Oh, you just rolled Apparently up. Apparently I tied my sleeve in a <laughs> knot at some point, and now I've discovered a knot in my sleeve. Well, there you
0: go. <laughs> um, you can see things like uh, Sunset Boulevard or, um, uh, oh my goodness, Jesus Christ, I just wrote the fucking thing down. Oh, Suddenly Last Summer, things Absolutely. like that. Um, but those are too. films
1: in which older actresses are getting amazing roles. Yeah. They're not like low-budget horror films. Yeah. Um, but I believe but that, I, but, but I, like I this... feel like Sunset Boulevard is the progenitor of those. Yes. Because it did, was a movie that brought an old actress out of retirement and cast her as a horror movie character. Yeah. I mean, she's, and that's... she's not a, it's a film noir. Yeah. She is. A mur- she ends up murdering him, but it's also a movie that's super, super accusing of Hollywood. Yeah. Which is also the same thing with Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Yeah. Was that Baby Jane was largely, was messed up by Hollywood, yeah. as was her sister. Yeah. Um, so,
0: where I was having, and why, I don't think I'd have had such a problem, I, I, I think, because I mean, I watched Whatever Happened to Baby Jane a long time ago, and, and, and I just always loved it. I watched Sunset Boulevard a long time ago and really loved it. Um it's a really different story for me watching these now as a 45-year-old woman. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these movies, like a lot of the, the storyline of them is so much gaslighting of them. And it's just, and <laughs> they're just, they're such horrible plights, which, I mean, of course they're horrible plights because how can you have a story without having these women have horrible lives where they're punished for awful things or punishing others. And uh, another one that I, because it's so funny, I was so angry because I went to go watch Butcher Baker Baker Nightmare Maker because it was on Hulu for like this. It was on that for like, right when you talked about talking about it. I I TVOed
1: it off TCM.
0: So I was going to watch it because I've seen that paired in with this theme.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, I'm having trouble with these other ones. Maybe I'll try this one. And it was gone. It was it was oh, on yeah. there. You know, it was probably on there that week and a half. It came out, out on it, DVD, right?
1: and it was available for And it Ten sold seconds. out <laughs> immediately, and now they're, like, $300. And I'm dying that I didn't uh, get it. At least, at least you can watch bread. it. I kept,
0: um, oh, my gosh, what was there's There's was this... Uh, movie that oh what the hell was her name from rosemary's baby there is um mia farrow there was this movie that mia farrow did called um it had a couple of different names and it wasn't available anywhere and and it was it was the, like the very next movie she did after rosemary's baby and this woman who uh has a 12 year old daughter god i just can't fucking remember the name of it but anyway she has a 12 year old daughter her and her husband Audrey Rose? No. Uh, Her and her husband are having breakfast and her daughter starts to choke. And um, she's like, you know, she's like, call, you know, call an ambulance. Uh-huh. And then they, you hear the door knocking and it's obviously a little bit later and she walks up to the door with hands covered with blood because she tried to give her a tracheotomy to keep her from choking to death and she died. I
1: have not seen this movie. I think I would remember that.
0: Um, <clears throat> so she and her husband separate and she moves into this house where there's like a ghostly presence there. And I just, I can, it has two different names and I, I can't put my finger on either of them um why did i go here (laughs) why did i go here i don't know i don't know um so we're talking about butcher baker nightmare maker oh but i kept it on my tivo for literally three to five years yeah i'm doing that with butcher
1: baker nightmare maker i haven't watched it yet but i'm so excited i have
0: canceled cable um (laughs) And so my TiVo is my TiVo is useless except for anything I still have saved on there. This was my point. Mm-hmm. Is it's so hard when you have no other means to get these films? So you tape it at three o'clock in the morning on t- Turner Classic uh-huh. Movies, and you fucking hold on to that shit. You know, I know that's what I mean. Video tape. This is what fucking
1: happens to us as
0: as movie lovers. That, that was love that one of the shit.
1: things. I mean, Mm -hmm. videotapes have a lot of prob, had a lot of problems, (coughs) but that was one of the things about them is that you could tape a movie directly from a TV on yeah. a tape and then you could watch it later. Yeah. And I still have some of those tapes. Because um, some stuff has never come out on DVD. Yeah. Only about 40% of film has come out on DVD or yeah. VHS. Well, I mean, there's a reason know? why
0: I have a working Laserdisc player. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I have a multi-region DVD Blu-ray player because there are things that every time we would move to a different media, there's movies that fall off. Yeah. That aren't that aren't are available anymore. Yeah. Um, but anyway, why don't you talk about one of the movies that are one of your favorites?
1: Um okay. <laughs> so one so probably my all-time favorite film in this genre is a weird little Hammer film starring Betty Davis called The Anniversary. Now, Betty Davis does not get gaslit in this. There is no backstory for her. She's just evil. And it is such a delight. Oh, my God. It's so funny.
0: The anniversary. She has
1: this son who is a cross-dresser. All
0: right.
1: And she, she's just... <laughs> okay, first of all, she only has... She, she lost an eye years ago. And she has a eye patch that the matches... The anniversary or the nanny? The anniversary. The nanny's okay. a different one. Okay. She has an eye patch that, that matches one. every outfit. <laughs> and she is just... So arch and mean to everyone that it's a delight to watch Betty Davis do it because you sometimes she, you know, in roles she holds back and does acting. Not in this one. In this one, like, her one of her sons brings home his fiancé and the fiancé catches the other son cross-dressing and says, your son was wearing my slip and Betty Davis just looks at her and says, oh please, he would never wear such cheap fabric. And it's just <laughs> like that. The whole movie, is just awful to them. And it is... I, I absolutely love that movie. Just because no fucks are given by Miss Davis. And I think that that's one of the rare... Now, a lot of the films, like... That's one of the rare exploitation films that just takes pleasure in what it is. And I really enjoy it. Yeah. Just for that. Yeah. Um,
0: so one that I watched that I was had never seen and was Lady in a Cage.
1: Ooh, I have a gorgeous poster for that.
0: I imagine. Um, I. I. There's so many pieces that I really liked about it that um, I'm not sure if it was it had to be the intent it had to be the intent because of what just okay. Of, okay of how how entitled and and just upper class and like the fact that her her son is so fucking miserable
1: and she doesn't see it. And
0: she doesn't see any of it because she's too busy browbeating and, yeah. and making the, the, his life hell. The
1: plot of Lady in a Cage is that a woman has a private elevator installed in her house because After she's she an invalid. Her, she broke her hip. She has a broken hip. So she gets this elevator installed in the house and her son, who lives there with her and helps take care of her, is going out of town for the weekend. Yeah. It is the hottest weekend of the year, so the temperatures... 4th of July, I think. It is 4th of July. And so temperatures are going up, and um, she gets in the elevator, and it gets stuck between floors, just kind of hovering over her living room. And then a series of ne'er-do-wells break into the house, and all kinds of crazy stuff One happens. One of them played by a very, very young James Conn? It's James uh, Conn's first role.
0: Which, apparently, like, playing just, like...
1: Um, I don't think just he has, he has a shirt in that movie. He does
0: not. And he is just... He is a bully and he's beating the shit out of everybody and threatening everybody and um, it was so funny because I was flipping through Charter Classic Movies and saw some other movie and he was in it and he was playing like literally the exact
1: yeah same he's all. just a thug he's he just, is a thug who breaks into the house and she's like you have to help me and he's like forget it lady and then he brings some girl in and, he brings in, and they're just partying and, 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 in their and, house and he
0: like abuses them and threatens them like nobody's nobody's safe from him
1: and then later on the joan Blondell comes in and she's all blousy and oh, oh amazing drunk yeah and drunk and she's just going to try and steal the silver and this whole time <laughs> this whole time the lady is in the elevator and she's like i'm so trapped it, it's it's amazing it's, but
0: so here's okay, watching that movie is where I really started like where it started really frustrating me because you know, here she's being held up as like this you know, she's so old and it's like, you know, well, she's not that daughter. old. She looks she like, was, like she's in fucking gonna... forty eight. Yeah. She's like
1: three years older than me. And Yeah. <laughs> But they're treating her like an invalid. I know, Like an aging invalid. But
0: but the thing is, it's like looking at, that's when I started going, okay, fuck this. I've got like, I've got lists here of like all of these movies and how old each of the
1: women were in these
0: fucking hate explanations. You have got
1: to calm down. (laughs) No, I will not. Because you've got to realize they're applying Hollywood standards to it. So anyone over the age of 30. Is a Is ancient. Yeah, I know. Ancient. You're over the age of 30, you are an ancient lady. So, Oh. And I mean, the exploitation still continues. I, I mean know. I know. It's to or this day. To this day, like Piper Laurie and, her- and Carrie. Oh, yeah. That's a exploitation movie. That is an actress who was famous when she was young, hasn't done anything for a while, and comes back to lend her name to this movie and is amazing in it. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's terrifying.
0: Terrifying.
1: So good. So,
0: um, yeah, that was, I mean, it, it really hit me. It really hit me with a bunch of these movies, how for as little money as they were made with, how nuanced they were sometimes. And Some how,
1: of them, yeah. And then some of them are just... Some of them are just crap. They wanted to bring... it. It's interesting to me because it seems like when they started, the idea was, let's think of something so that people wouldn't normally be scary of. Oh, little old ladies. Little old ladies. Little little did they know that. Little little old ladies ladies are are sweet and let's make them into monsters. And then it kind of evolved into something else.
0: (laughs) Have they never met any really scary little old ladies? I guess not. Obviously not. (laughs) Um, So the next one I saw after that. Oh, that was when I watched. So Olivia de Havilland led me to Olivia de
1: Havilland. Olivia Olivia de Havilland isn't the lady that is in the titular cage. Is she not? Yes. Yes. Okay.
0: But that led me to Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte, which apparently you'd think I were drinking tonight, because I'm like, Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte, because I can't talk. (sighs) That's Um, fine. (laughs) I'm only having tea. Um, Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. That one got me, because, boy, that one just kind of broke my heart. Like, oh, yeah, Davis. that's really sad. It is it's a, a good movie, sad. though. It
1: is. But it tries, it's so, it's trying so much to be a Tennessee Williams Southern Gothic and yeah. also this and also this. I enjoy it. Yeah. But, yeah, it is this tragedy about that's this woman that's been gaslit her entire, entire life.
0: Entire life! And though I do appreciate that um, they didn't get, like, a double for young 20-something Betty Davis. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, had her slightly yes. out of focus. They and, just and filled her through
1: some gauze. It's fine.
0: And then walking behind trees and stuff while she's having this uh, this scene oh, with... Um, goodness,
1: what a talkative cat.
0: I know, you're being really yelly tonight. Um, but they have her do <laughs> the voice for the conversation. So she's like a 20-year-old who's yeah. been smoking Paul Malls since she was 12. That's Betty. <laughs> <laughs> But that one just kind of broke my heart. But it, these these movies made me, like, dig for feminist writings and, and, like, well, and, and be angry about how I, they want
1: older women to disappear. Or I they love, either have to be
0: horrible monsters or they have to disappear.
1: I love whatever happened to Baby Jane, but at the end of the movie, it is a really sad story. Yeah. She loses her sister, the one person... She she loses her sister and then it's like we could have been friends this whole time if I had only known and it's just like a life wasted up. with
0: yeah backbiting how do women's friendships and and family go mm-hmm. horribly wrong
1: that's why it's a, that's why to me it's such an interesting genre yeah but It's me, because but there's me, a lot me, to unpack there it's not just oh little old ladies are scary it's aging is scary it's, yes. But
0: it made me dig out. I bought this
1: fucking book on
0: eBay that is so out of print. It was published in like 1970. Um, I think it's called Sisterhood is Powerful. And it was like really, really, really early women's lib writings. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one that got me (coughs) was there was this essay.
1: I blame you for that cat.
0: He accepts that.
1: Mm -hmm. He's
0: going to give you love face, though. He'll just look at you with his loving panther face. It's beautiful my silly, my silly kitties. Um, because it really made me think, I think a lot of that is stuff I'm digging through right now, being my age. And, and like I was talking to Jim about it, that we all, like all of the women in our social group look younger than
1: we are. Do
0: we? Yes.
1: Okay, I, I think we do. I don't know. I don't know what a woman my age is supposed, supposed to, to look, look like. Because we all look like ourselves. Because we look like ourselves. So, and we and live in a society us... where people our age go to great effort not to look their age. Yeah. I, I don't have anything to judge what a 54-year-old woman is supposed to but
0: look like. But also, I think about the fact that... Okay, so what what started this conversation with me and Jim... Uh, oh, I need to go tuck a kid in really quick. I'm going to finish this really quickly. What, what I talked about it was... Thanks to my raising, uh-huh. I, I thought I was ugly and fat, like my childhood, my oh, teens, yeah. my, my 20s. And then I moved out to Seattle at 26 and was told I was attractive and, and believed it for the first time in my life. And so my 30s were fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I feel great. My, my, my body is... As good as, you know, an early 30 years old woman could be. Yeah. And I was going out a lot, and I felt pretty. And I think while we all
1: See, look I'm a bit never, younger... I never had that. Oh,
0: Well, no, that's okay. But
1: you, you are beautiful,
0: and... Even don't start with you. You have said when you've looked back at your old pictures, you're like, "I want to shake old me because yeah, I'm fantastic. like, dude, I was totally hot. You were, and you are, and but what's hard now is I know that I've hit a point where while I know I look younger than 45, I don't, I don't show up in the way that 20 year old women do.
1: No, none and of us will. I know,
0: I know, because it's just something that happens. It's, it's just the reality of life.
1: It's... Biology,
0: but this this essay there it had a really great um, <clears throat> quote. It said, "I am I am bitter and frust um, and frustrated and wasted, but don't you pretend for a minute as you look at me, looking exactly my age, that I am not as alive as you, and that I do not um, I, do, I do I do not Oh Jesus Christ! I can't. Anyway, I'm going to have to cut that out. Anyway, uh-huh. I. <laughs> All right. Um. My point, my point is, it's hard when you have that realization that that it has changed.
1: Yes, that you are now an, a woman of a certain age, whatever yeah. that means, whatever
0: the hell that means. And so, basically, I found this great, um, I found this great essay uh, by this. <clears throat> This woman named Zoe Moss was her name. And it was a 43-year-old woman talking about, you know, I look my age and I'm 43 years old and I'm not going to let you tell me that I don't matter anymore. Um, And so I bought this like completely out of print book for like 50 fucking dollars. It was the cheapest version of it I could find because it's like completely Mm -hmm. out of print. Because I'm like, I want to, you know, I found this little snippet and I'm like, I want to read everything she had to say on this because this was, you know... Nineteen seventy was, right. you know, and over fifty years ago now,
1: right? Because I remember thirty nine. I remember our, things like my mom being shocked because my sister's doctor was a was a woman. Yeah, you, know, you didn't get lady doctor. Linda's going to lady doctor. What yeah, good
0: for her. Yeah, and so I mean, <laughs> it's really these movies are are interesting. The fact that these women. The one thing I did miss is I didn't get to go see any Shelley Winters ones. Because I love, I read Shelley Winters' um, autobiography. Oh, yeah.
1: oh, I would um, love to read that. I bet that's a good time. Oh, she. <laughs> she got around. She, she got slept, around. She slept with everyone. She slept, slept, slept
0: everyone. Hollywood. And uh, she was this little Brooklyn girl named Shirley, I think Shrift was her last name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she is just, it was one of the real like hollywood tell-alls
1: oh i've got to she read was that. she I'm, was i love her yeah
0: there was a second one that i didn't enjoy i think the first one's like call me shirley um but the first one is a fucking delight she was uh marilyn monroe's roommate uh-huh. at a point oh, yeah.
1: and just yeah because <laughs> they were in the actor's studio together
0: but you know and it's like of course she made the most of these roles as, she, mm-hmm. as soon as she started like not as soon as she started not mattering as a 20 year old sex pot she fucking grabbed these these matron and crone and oh yeah. and
1: she's she isn't she her? in is it coffee or she's in one of the blaxploitation movies she where is, she, she, she like owns the where she like owns the uh drug plantations and she's just over the top. Yes. She's in Roger Corman movies where she plays Ma Barker.
0: So, But that's the only thing that makes me sad. I didn't get to see any of hers. and I, I haven't and seen I too many
1: to, of hers either. But
0: I've heard hers are like over the top in this like oh, crazy yeah. way that I don't know if I can handle right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, Hodge. Here. Okay, I'm going to let you talk to Rias. Go talk to Rias. Come here,
1: sweet kitty. Tell me your sad story.
0: You don't understand, Ryanus,
1: how how titties suffer. How are you suffering? Welcome back. Thank you.
0: She only argued a little bit. Yeah. So I'm sure you're like laughing at me because I'm like, oh, this made me feel all kinds of feminist feelings. You're like, no, These are that's fun important. movies.
1: No, no, I think it's they do. <clears throat> that's one of the things that's important about them is for me is looking at them from a feminist perspective. Of on one hand, these women are getting work and recognition, but on the other hand, they're just being used for their names. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's an interesting um, dichotomy. Yeah. Dichotomy. Yeah.
0: The one that I wish, <laughs> I think no, I only rented it because I was fairly certain I didn't want to rewatch it again. Uh, was I did watch Straight Jacket with um, Joan Crawford, which I know I brought
1: up earlier, but I didn't talk about it at all. Right, that's a William Castle movie, isn't it? It is. Oh, I love William Castle. So
0: she, it starts out with, you know, they're kind of doing this, like, talk in a bar where this guy is going, yeah, I got married, and but, you know, we don't really love each other, and and I only got married cause she owned a bunch of land, and so he's hitting on this girl out at the bar. Close. and I know, and then he heads home and brings her with him, the girl at the bar, and he's like, it doesn't matter because my wife's out of town. Yeah. And he got a three-year-old in the next room. Great. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry, she's sleeping." And so they like things happen, and then uh. they're like passed out in bed together. And um, Joan Crawford comes home at her drunk property, best with an with, axe. With an axe, and very um, <laughs> and decapitates them. Yes. She does some chopping. She does a lot with, of chopping. With some flashes. With the crazy eyes. With the crazy eyes and shadow heads rolling away and shots of the three-year-old child who had wandered into the room and is Watching. staring in horror. Oh, oh
1: that's nice. Thanks, so, William. Yeah,
0: take us 20 years later to mom's getting out of the asylum
1: where she's been And the, the daughter is 23 now.
0: Yeah, and uh, looking to get engaged with her wonderful
1: boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And... Some ex-murderers start up, yeah, and everyone well, well, thinks the mom is doing, doing it.
0: it. Um, and the thing is, the daughter keeps, like, taking her mom out and convinces her to buy a wig so she looks like she did when she went off And Oh, prison. yeah, I remember that. And buys her these, like, really, like, slinky dresses because she's like, <clears throat> she's like, I want to give you, you know, your life back. I want to take you back to um, that time... Um, but keeps dressing her up to look like way younger than she is and then like keeps putting her in situations where she's terribly uncomfortable, tells her so, Uh and so So she she gets fucking nutty. Yeah. And um, her daughter is like Riding this edge of like really pushing her and giving her lots of guilt trips uh-huh. and then being like the sweet daughter and mm-hmm. things just go really start murders,
1: start murders, happening. decapitations, yeah. axes.
0: <laughs> and it was, you know. <laughs> She just, she sold it. Joan Crawford did, she just sold fucking every single
1: role she did. Yeah. Like, she, yeah never, once she never, she never in, in. Once she was in, she was in. Even in, like, her last movie, which is just awful, which is, is that Trug. Drug? Yeah. Where she was bringing her own clothes and changing in the back seat of her car. Yeah. On screen, very professional. Yeah. Poor, yeah.
0: Um... What were your other favorites? The one that you mentioned, uh, The Nanny, I never got a chance to see.
1: The Nanny is a crime drama, almost. Again, Betty Davis, because I love me some Betty Davis. Um, She works as a nanny at a house, taking care of two children. And... I haven't seen doesn't, this in a long so, time. This, so doesn't the little
0: boy start refusing to eat anything that she's prepared because... The
1: little boy is trying sister... To, someone drowns in a bathtub and the little boy is trying to frame the nanny for it. See, I don't get the... I believe.
0: See, when I the, the synopsis that I read, like, his sister had died. They think it might have been poisoning. And so he is, like, refusing... Because he really thinks it's the nanny that killed her. He
1: thinks it's the nanny, but then it turns out he's trying to frame the nanny, and he did it, I think. Something like that. I'm sorry if that's a spoiler, (laughs) because I have this movie written down, but I have literally not seen it in 20 years. I just remember that I liked it because it had, like, a kid in it that turned out to be evil, and you know how that is. You
0: know, it's so funny, because there's certain movies that... I can throw in at any point. I love to re watch them. Mm-hmm. And there's certain movies that I will count amongst my like favorite movies I've ever seen and I've only seen it that one time. And I almost don't want to
1: watch yeah. them again. I don't mind re watching them. I always oh, I... like it. Like if I turn on T C M and like they're just starting, I'll be like, Oh, the nanny's on. I'll watch that. Because I have fond memories of it, I just don't have specific memories of it. Because <laughs> I'm old,
0: <laughs> I'm just saying that there's some out there that, while like I consider them favorites. They're not really like fun, fun to rewatch movies.
1: Right. Like I have, as we were talking about earlier, *Butcher Baker*, *Nightmare Maker* on my Tivo at home, but I haven't watched it yet.
0: Oh, so all of your discussion of like the plot points was just from that earlier watch?
1: From movie? that one time I saw it in a theater, and when I saw it, it was not restored. The print was all pastel pink. pinks
0: oh i've seen those I've and seen those the breaks. one on my
1: tivo is beautifully restored to blu-ray and oh it looks so good but it's on the tivo in my room so instead of the living room which means oh. that yeah long story
0: <laughs> oh so were there any others that
1: Oh really oh i just talking about you... the genre um
0: gina roland's skeleton key
1: right yeah i was just talking about how older actresses still frequently come back as in horror films as evil or scary characters it almost fits and gina roland's i believe she won an oscar for gloria didn't she she should have it's amazing came came back she's also and is in skeleton key which is a like a lower budget horror movie but she's great in it oh yeah
0: yeah I, well, I love Skeleton Key. Like I, it's one of those movies that I, I
1: always like show people. I'm like, oh, you haven't seen this? Oh, let me show it to you. But well, we're also seeing weird developments where older women are coming back in horror movies, and they're not being the monsters. And they I'm thinking of like the new Terminator movie that's coming out. I to I'm now. thinking of Jamie Lee Curtis in the Halloween movie that came out last year. I don't know, man. That, that is that could... exploitation? I don't think so. They ha- she's pretty fucking crazy in that. Max seems to think it is. He has opinions.
0: He's like, oh, no, I yeah. like Grand Dame more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was one of the movies that I thought of that's kind of still in that vein. Uh-huh. It is a little less exploitive, but very right. much of bringing, like, the crazy, like, she is riding that in. Oh, edge yeah, like she crazy to in
1: that movie. <laughs> Understandably.
0: Well, yes. <laughs> you just need to... Oh, die time, my
1: darling. Oh, yeah. That's um a really interesting movie. Is is that? The, is that that's To Little Bankhead. Yeah. And uh, oh, the and... girl that was in Heart to Heart. What's her name? Stephanie Powers. Oh. Young Stephanie Powers is engaged, and she insists on going to meet her future mother-in-law, who is super, 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 super religious. And she ends up, I don't know why the husband isn't, oh. Her husband, her fiancé is killed, and so she goes to meet her future, what would have been her mother-in-law. And the lady is super crazy, super religious. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right, come I'm here. My nose a little too And hard. then you're
0: like... And then the bleeding like, started. Come here. What? Come here. We'll just wrap this up. I don't really have that much more. It's no. It's kind of like that... What was I talking about? Um, uh, die, die, my darling.
1: So it's Tallulah Bankhead... Uh, lady comes home. Her goes to meet her future mother in law for the first time. Future mother in law is super religious Oof. and crazy, but also used to be like a vaudeville star. So she's got a secret shrine in the attic to herself. Fantastic. um
0: do I have enough.
1: It's got.
0: will grab another one, but you need to be quiet while we're.
1: It's got Donald it. Sutherland in it, and he looks like he's about fourteen. It's like one of his first movies, oh, and he's cool. gawky and weird looking, and.
0: The the so the, the people that I the might young be that I saw showing up, um,
1: well, obviously James Gunn.
0: Yeah, James Gunn, and also from uh, Hush Hush Sweet Hush,
1: Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. Bless
0: your heart for being able to stunt talk for me. Um, the one that plays the guy that she was about to run off with that got decapitated. Oh yeah. Um, it was played by um. Oh Jesus, he's kind of crazy. Um, uh, that could be anybody (laughs) from, uh, I'm going to weed through this in the way that I remember people. Um, the, the the blonde woman from Jurassic Park that plays the love interest. Do you remember her name? Right, right,
1: right. Yeah. It's her dad. Right. Peter. No, he's also in the Burbs. Peter Fonda. Not Fonda. Peter. You're right. And he's, he's really good. And I like him a lot. He plays the military guy in the Burbs. We don't know, but you watch that the guy. verbs because it's really good.
0: <laughs> I, I literally, I just brought it up. But no, he's the love interest. He's the, yeah. the married husband in Hush, You're right. Hush. And I was like, oh, I know
1: that face. I know. He stars in that movie Nebraska. He was a crazy... Come on. Stop yelling. Kitty has got things to say.
0: My dad is bleeding all over the place right now. We have
1: a small child with a nosebleed in attendance. So, we should probably finish the podcast. Uh, thank <laughs> you, you know, for
0: listening. What I do want to say is, I started off watching these, <coughs> and, and they they brought up feelings that upsetted me, um, or upset me. Um, it, it made me <laughs> angry for them sometimes. Um, it stressed me out in the ways that, like, the reason I couldn't watch Gaslight, because... The home I grew up in makes, like, gaslighting or right. abuse like that. Just really upsetting for me. I understand that. Um, but Also, I came away liking a lot of these movies so much more than I ever thought. Jesus Christ, Max. <laughs> I'm not sure where this is coming from, but anyway, I ended up liking them a lot more, so I'm really, really glad. How oh, good. I am sorry that I just worried I didn't have enough to contribute.
1: No, oh, don't worry about that. I will talk
0: you know how I am. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you shut this down. Anyway, um, talk to you guys in, in two weeks. And All right. again, I'm going to say um, if you guys have got any ideas for themes or things that you'd love to have us cover or that you'd love to hear I
1: or Rias rant about, um Please feel free to share. <laughs> we do have that Facebook page that you can yeah, talk, comment. that you can share on. Um, I just put a list of horror, uh, an ancillary list that goes with that documentary we were talking about. Oh, wonderful. Bar. Awesome. I just put a really great list of ancillary stuff that goes with that documentary on our page. Oh, you're fantastic. Like, so, I saw the
0: link that you did to the documentary. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still, like, there are times where I'm really crushed because. I don't know if you remember, but they used to have li- lists on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I lost a shit ton of lists, the lists that yeah. I put together. Then I went and I had a whole bunch of lists on IMDb, and they deleted yep. a whole bunch of that stuff. And so there's times where I put together, like, I had every single movie um, spoken about um, mm-hmm. in uh, that my journey to Italy. Yeah. Um, and it, so. t- it took, like, fucking forever to put all of them together. Um, you know, and I love, and so I'm starting to do that sort of thing on um. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ, letterboxed. boxed. Yeah. So I'm, you know, it's a thing I love to do. Is and and they're not going to be the most comprehensive. I'm sure there's no. some, you know scholars out there that are doing more perfectly thought out lists than I have. But there's always going to be something.
1: I'm <laughs> trying to hold back a sneeze, except I have a nosebleed, so I'm scared.
0: Oh, that's gonna be a bloodbath! Uh, all right, bye everybody. Bye everybody. Talk to you in two weeks.
1: Don't read the Latin can be found at don'treadthelatin dot com, on Twitter at drtlpodcast, on Tumblr, or at facebook.com dot slash don't read the Latin. Please
0: rate us on iTunes and tell your friends
1: and fiends about us. We're dying to meet them.